I should remember, see if we remember how to do this. Hey everybody, welcome to season two of Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tiffany. And we're back from summer break. Yes. Which was just essentially the last full month of summer. Yeah, we just basically took August off. (laughs) But that was nice. That was nice. It was, yeah, it was kind of nice. It was, uh, not that I don't like talking to you every week (laughs) and seeing your face. I mean, but we still talked. It just wasn't over recording. Yes. It wasn't like we were like, I'm not talking to you for a month. I'll see you in September. (laughs) (laughs) No. This is our only form of communication. This is the only time we talk. (laughs) Yeah, so... But I both know we read quite a few number of books. We put out our trailer announcing the first three books because we have moved on to Reese Witherspoon. That's called, like, the official name is Hello Sunshine, right? Or is that the name of her company? I mean, it's called Reese's Book Club. I think that's the name of the company, though. Okay. Because I know Draper James is her, like, clothing. Oh, okay. That stuff's cute. Um, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I already have a correction to make. <laughs> so I was, I went to go put the first three books on hold because it's like, I know by the time I go to do it, like, there's going to be a million people online. And mm-hmm. so I was reading through the, the True Biz, like, mm-hmm synopsis yeah and I'm pretty sure I just got it wrong like I'm pretty sure it's just I said it's the story of a group of deaf students and their lives are you know interrupted by a rebellious new student that I think it's just the rebellious new students still like already there and it's just a group of deaf students trying to live their lives (laughs) so I think I screwed that up oh okay immediate correction (laughs) (laughs) we're starting out hot guys uh we're doing our best. That's funny. That's all I can say. Is I that tried, our, and therefore no one can criticize me. That's our third book, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. How was Savannah? Because you got back yesterday. So it was good. So, but I have to start back from the Thursday before I left. Okay. Um, Real quick, I want to say that that bookstore you went to. Oh my god. Which I think is like the oldest independent bookstore in Savannah. How, I can't tell you how many times we walked past that going, oh, what a cute little bookstore. And we never went in. I was going to say, if it's not that one, I would think it's the one It's called like Lady Bookstore or something. Because that one's that one had some creaky floors. Yeah. So that one might be the oldest. Cause that one well, was when, like... I went, when I went to the their website, it said that they were the oldest. So okay. this, Maybe they just got a bad building, the other bookstore. Or they like, built it, like, two days later, and so they yeah. can't say all this. <laughs> yeah, because, like, every time I walked, it was, like, <laughs> And, like, the the cat bookstore was so nice. It was so well organized. Um, it's not a used bookstore, so everything is full price. So I did pay quite a hefty penny for a book, but that's fine. It was supporting fine. local. Fine. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that bookstore. Like, I could... if. Like, the next time I go back, I would probably go again. I just really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. 
the only problem was is I only had two quarters on me, so I only had 30 minutes to park because <laughs> it's paid parking all downtown. Yeah. And that one didn't have an app. That one was literally strictly coins. Yeah. And most of Savannah has, like, the app, so I downloaded the app and was able to pay, like, through my phone and stuff, but this one particular spot was literally coins, and, of course, I only had two quarters, and so it was like, here's your 30 minutes, and I was like, okay. Like, move, I gotta find a book. Yeah, I know. And then, of course, I walk into the bookstore, I'm immediately, like, looking at books, and then I was like, what time did I come in here? (laughs) So then I didn't know when my 30 minutes were gonna be up, but it was fine. Because they do not waste time on writing tickets. Nope. Like, as soon as your time expires, they're already writing a ticket. I mean, we were lucky when we were there because we were we were staying, like, in Savannah. So we were able just to walk oh, from yeah. Airbnb to everywhere we wanted to go. Oh, Except nice. for the beach. We had to take an Uber there, but, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. I definitely, I think it's at least a 30-minute drive from where I was staying. So, was not going to walk. Nope. Um... But yeah, back to Thursday. Okay, so do you remember, let's actually go back to last year in August, when I went to Ohio for the Hall of Fame? Yes. And I I swear, I don't know if if we talked about it on an episode, but I swear I probably told you, but the day before I left, at work, like, my ankle rolled on me and I fell, Mm -hmm. and I hurt my ankle and my knee, like, literally the day before I was flying out to Ohio. And I was like, of course, I'm going to a place where I'm going to be walking a lot and all this stuff. Well, last Thursday, the day before I'm leaving, um, I'm walking out to my car for lunch and my ankle just rolls rolls, and I fall face forward and hurt my right foot. Oh, no. And it's not my ankle. It's literally the top of my foot is in pain. Like, I can't put pressure on it. I can't do anything. I get really lightheaded. I'm like dizzy, but I'm like, I'm fine. So I go to lunch. I'm like limping. The waiter can't get my water fast enough because I'm like, I'm literally about to pass out if you don't give me my water. <laughs> Come back to work. Um, one of my coworkers gets me a bag of ice and I make the, you know, the one mistake and take my foot out of my shoe to put the ice on it. And like, as I'm talking to people and I'm like telling them like I'm flying out tomorrow and stuff, they're like, you know, you should at least get an x-ray to make sure, like, it's not broken and it is just sprained and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. And so, like, I let my manager know. I was like, hey, I'm leaving early. I need to go. to. And I was also supposed to go to an Astros game Thursday. This is all, like, <laughs> so I go to urgent care. Um, of course, I'm there for, Ever. I, yeah, almost over two hours or whatever. Um, she's, like, telling me to put pressure on it. And I'm like, I can't. Like, there's no, I can't put pressure on it. Um, it's really swollen and they do x-rays, but she's like, we have to take a, obviously they have to be sent to radiology. So we're not mm-hmm. going to know until later tonight, but she's like, from what I can tell, it looks just like a sprain. I'm not seeing any cracks or anything in what she was looking at. And so I was like, okay, fine. So she's like, just try to stay off of it as much as possible. So I get home, I'm doing all this stuff. Um, we don't go to the Astros game, but we go to go get the free giveaway that they were giving away. Um, we go do that and then we come back. Cause I was like, I still have to pack. I'm in pain or whatever. She calls me like at eight 30 that night. And she's like, you have a crack in your foot. Oh, I was like, she's like, you have to go see an orthopedic doctor. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Um, so of course, orthopedic called me 
while I was at the airport the next day. And so I have to schedule an appointment with them. Um, but Thursday, Friday, and Saturday was probably the worst three days. Like my foot was so swollen. It was so bruised. And like, I couldn't, like, it just hurt. And of course my cousin's house, she has stairs and that's where the bedrooms are at. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oof. And like, I flew out of the smallest airport in Houston, but that means nothing because you know how they do like the snake lines to go through security. Yeah. And usually if there's nobody in security, like they shorten those lines, mm-hmm. they didn't shorten them. So I'm like limping to go through these long snake things. Should have asked for a wheelchair. I, I know I probably should have. I probably, I'm scared. I made it worse. Um, it's, it's better now. I'm still, it still hurts, but it's definitely not. It's back not. to its normal size. Like it's not bruised anymore, yeah. but I still have to go see them to see if there's anything they can do or if I just need to like let it do its thing. I don't know. So you might have to put a boot on. I was kind of angry that they didn't give me a boot. I mean, like, yeah. Like, they saw that I couldn't do anything with my foot. Or at least one of those, like, little scooters that you put your leg on. <laughs> yeah. God. Could you, imagine, could you imagine that on an airplane? Like, Jesus. <laughs> God, I swear to God. Um, so, yeah. So, a lot of days, like, I would try to put my foot up and stuff. Like, um, when I finally made it to the bookstore, I was fortunate enough to get, like, close parking spots and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask how you survived that. I know <laughs> my cousin was like, next time you come, like, try not to break your foot. And I was like, got it. Okay. <laughs> try not to die next Yeah. Time. I was like, I just think that the day before I travel, I'm not going to go to work because it's now happened twice in a year. Like it was it's... literally almost to the day because it happened in August. Some bad luck. It's some... You gotta, you gotta get under control. I need to figure that out. I need to ask them, like, is there something they can do about my ankle? I guess it's too weak. Your weak, <laughs> effeminate ankles. <laughs> my, my weak ankles. So, yeah, that was my start of my vacation. Other than that, the vacation was great. I did some reading, watched a new show on Hulu. Ooh, so. you gotta tell me. Yeah. But I'll let you talk for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah um probably the biggest adventure let me look at my calendar (laughs) (laughs) um probably your biggest adventure was like just last weekend we went to st louis for my friend's wedding oh yeah had a lot of fun there it was really pretty wedding pretty venue Uh cake was really good um it was just fun they really didn't do any slow dances most of it was just like really fun upbeat stuff yeah which is weird for a wedding for me because i feel like at least there's always a few slower songs sprinkled in yeah 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 for either your couples to dance or so your the bride and groom get a you know a couple more chances to dance with them like yeah um I, i like the way my my cousins what they did was obviously there was like the first dance and then the party went on, blah, 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 blah. And then they also did a last dance. So by that time, a majority of people had kind of cleared out. Oh, nice. So it was really just like a small group of us. And they did yeah. one last oh, dance together. Cool. Yeah. So. That's really cool. Um, did y'all bring Ollie? No. My okay. mom okay. My mom came up and watched him. Oh, nice. Okay. I was like, I didn't see him in any pictures. So I was like, I doubt he went. Okay. Um, 
So that was really, really it. I did spend the majority of my time reading. Did I watch yeah. anything? There's a new documentary out on, on Hulu slash Freeform. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically a, a documentary about this woman who was groomed by her high school teacher um, while she was a student. And I saw the advertisement on it on Instagram, like the trailer for it. So I was like, oh, this could be, you know, this looks interesting because I really like the Teal Swan documentary. Yeah. That was bonkers. Um, and then I, I clicked on the comments and everybody was like, that's rich coming from a network who glorified that kind of relationship and pretty little liar. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, are you right? But they're not wrong. <laughs> you are correct. So... But um, and then I started the patient, but I've only watched oh, the first two episodes. I added that to my list. It I enjoyed the first two episodes, so I kept seeing trailers for it. I was like, this is gonna be so good. Except as somebody who's watched The Office probably at least five plus times, I can't hear and see Steve Carell. Like it Yeah. It opens with him like yelling for help, and all I can think of is Michael Scott being like, No, please God, no. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's good for me then, because I do not, I did not watch The Office. Yeah, I mean, no, he's an amazing yeah. actor. Yeah, like, I've seen him in other things. He's very. Okay. Yeah, of course. It was just we like. But when you like, you said, The Office well, is like our comfort show. Like, if we don't, yeah. you know, we can always that's put a, it on. So. And that's an iconic role of his. So. Yeah. But uh. Well, yeah. Yeah, I added that to my list. Um, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "This is gonna be super good." Yeah. Got the Bill show- Weasley in it. Oh, nice. Was it Bill, or was it... Who did he play? He played w- the one that got married to Fleur de Lacour. Yeah, I think that's Bill. Bill. Who was also real-life Mad-Eye Mooney's yes. son. So, yes. Domino Gleason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the show that I watched, um, I watched it, like, last Monday while I was, you know, with my foot up. It's eight episodes, 30 minutes apiece, um, but it's The Bear... And it's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. But it's also an FX, an FX. show. Yeah. Um, but all episodes are on Hulu. Super good. Um, it's about a guy that um, his brother dies. And so he was a well-renowned chef, the, the main guy, um, in one of the best restaurants in the world or whatever. And when his brother dies, he goes back home to take over the sandwich shop. And so he has to, like... The people that already work at the sandwich shop, like, have a way of already doing things. And he's coming in saying, like, these are the things that we need to start doing. Like, this mm-hmm. is how we need to do it. So there's, like, some clashing. There's, like, funny moments. Um, and they call everybody – they call each other chef. And so it's – but it's really good. So I, I remember Jay, Jay started that. And we were talking about, like, the difference between, like, a very high-end restaurant's kitchen and then the kitchen of, a like, a diner. Yeah. And there was in – an episode of Top Chef, and I think it was the Chicago season, mm-hmm. where they were brought to, like, an iconic local diner, and they were put on the line for breakfast orders, and it was just, like, churning <laughs> yeah. it out. There was nothing written. Like, they yeah. were just shouting at them, and uh-huh. it was it was kind of refreshing to see all, a bunch of those chefs being, like, this, like, what we do is difficult from a creative and a cooking standpoint, but, but like, a- this is hectic, and this is difficult yes. to keep up. <laughs> yes, and, like, they, you have to, all the preparation that you have to do before this 
before it even opens. Yeah. You know, they're working late hours, they're doing all these things. Um, like they, in one episode, they incorporated like a automated to-go system and somebody accidentally set it to where pre-orders were, could be done. So when they opened, they already had like 80 plus to-go orders <laughs> and they were like, what do we do? You know, like, so it was quite, uh, it was, it was good. I It's already been renewed for a second season. If you want something quick and good, that I highly suggest that. And you know I don't binge shit shows. You're, yeah, you don't. So, when I do, that means they're good. So, But yeah, that was the show I watched. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to get yeah. into all the books we read? There's so many books. <laughs> I think you have more than me, for sure. Well, part of it was I was so bound and determined to get that stupid, like, perfect month. Oh, I got <laughs> it. I was like, I got, I got it. Re- I got it. I got it. Ugh. The only ones I don't have are, I think it's, like, the gold reader, like, the 75 days. Yeah. And I don't obviously have the last one because it hasn't been revealed yet. But I'm yeah. I'm assuming it's, like, read any time in the next week, like, the last yeah, week. Yeah, because it's definitely not a book because they, for the mystery ones, they, do, they seem to do three book challenges and then three like random like easy ones so i'm assuming it's going to be like if you read between these last few days or something that's what i'm assuming that last one is yeah yeah those are the only two i need as well i read one of those stupid vela episodes i was like whatever i i read a kid's one <laughs> i was like this will be easy it's just a chapter and this chapter is like two pages literally that's what mine was too it was it was the most bizarre thing i <laughs> I'm just like, I guess if the next challenge you have to do the Vela thing again or whatever, I'm like, I'll just read the episode two of this one. It was something like, well, I picked a kid's one because I was like, maybe it's a cute little story I can read to a toddler. Uh So I was like, this one's got five stars. Says it's very short. Okay, I'll do it. But it was about the, I don't even remember what animal it was (laughs) or whatever, but it was like head magic it was like magic paintbrushes. So whatever paint mm-hmm. painted, like, you know, you'd yeah. have it. You paint a cheeseburger, you'd get a cheeseburger kind of thing. <laughs> but it was like hopping around the world to countries that needed, like, aid. And the first chapter, was it going to Ukraine? And I was like, this is recent. Because yeah. it's talking about the invasion yeah. and the war. And it was... it. it I guess it's because it's a kid's thing that I was like, this is really, I don't, <laughs> it was so bizarre. And I don't, I'm going to say it was a bunny rabbit because I really don't remember what it was. I was like, look at all these sad children who need blankets. So just painted a bunch. I was like, I don't think they need blankets. They need a way out. Like, You got to start painting some papers for them to leave. Yeah. And then the next one, I just looked at the next chapter and it was like going to Japan where that nuclear reactor was about. I was like, what is what is happening? I don't think you chose the right book. So then I looked and I was like, I got the reward. And I was like, delete. <laughs> I know. That's how I felt. Because I, I remember when it happened the last time that was one of the challenges. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm like, this I is tried, dumb. I tried to give it a chance. I was like, I'm going to find something spooky and horror. Yeah. And I went on and the majority of it was like smut that I don't like reading. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a lot like, of You that, know what? Yeah. I don't need this yeah. one. 
That's funny. But and then another problem was a bunch of the books I'd put on hold were just like bing 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 one after oh. another, and I was like, Ugh. that's literally all those books that in that one episode where I was like, I'm one thousandth, I'm eight hundred, I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. I now had to suspend all of them. Yeah. Because they came at once. I like I said, I had put the the first three for Reese's on hold <laughs> to the point where um Whispered Network, I ended up canceling that hold because I was like, it's it's ready now. Yeah. Uh, and- True Biz, same thing. And then I ended up reading seven days in June first month because it just kept popping up as available. <laughs> so I was like, I I guess I'll get rid of it then. And Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So Yeah, I I ended up getting um, Seven Days in June, like, early in August, like, August 10th or or August 8th. It was a Monday. I went and picked it up because it was the last day they had it on hold for me. And I was like, I don't want to cancel it because I'm, I'm scared it's going to take forever to get it back. So I went and picked it up from the library, and it, it renews it, or you get to check it out for two weeks. I didn't read it, so it automatically renewed it for another two weeks. And I think those two weeks, like, end on Tuesday. But three days before your book is due, like, it'll automatically renew it again as long as there's nobody on hold. So it renewed it again. So I have it for two more weeks. So that's my next, like, book I'm reading. Like, yeah. So I, um, now that I'm can read like I just had other books I wanted to finish so I was like I kept putting yeah. that one on hold yeah I saw your rating for it so I'm interested to see what's gonna happen with that yeah again I won't I thought about just not rating it until I knew you were done or until okay. our discussion but I was yeah. like you know what it's, doesn't matter you'll figure it out yeah you'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll figure it out yeah but I wrote on my notes app. I don't know if you can see. I have all of my. Oh, nice. Because I read 11. Dang. And I almost got a 12. But I <gasps> think I got burned out. <laughs> Dang, you read a lot. Yeah. You might, hit, you might hit your 52 if you haven't already. I really might. I'm at 30. That's not Instagram. I'm um, at 34 out of 52, so I think I only need to read, like, four, four and a half-ish each month left yeah. to get it, which is about on pace, like, on pace to what yeah should have been. Because I think at the end of August, mathing correctly, I would be around 36, so. Nice. I mean, some of it was, like, a lot of these were short. Yeah. So that helped. I was able to. Yeah, that always helps when you have, like, a shorter book. Get things done, so. But yeah, but I did read um, Under the Banner of Heaven, which I know we, like, I think mm-hmm. you started watching the show. No, I have no. it on my list, but I I never started watching it. Okay. And then I also read The Silent Patient. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to go back and forth or do you want to split this? Something we should have discussed before the episode was recording. <laughs> I mean, we can go. I mean, you definitely have more than me, so... If you want to talk, because I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six. Okay. So if you want to do two, I can do one or whatever. Okay. Well, some the first one won't really take a lot of thing. Yeah. This was for one of the Kindle challenges, which was like read from their their top list or whatever. Remember how we were like, oh, some of these are so expensive because they're new or everybody yeah. hasn't checked out. Well, this one was not, and it was free. 
and it was family money. I don't even have the author on here. Uh, I get it a two out of five. I did not like this book. <laughs> but the cool, like the one cool thing about it was it was set like partially in Austin. Mm-hmm. So essentially what happens is this man and his family, including his in-laws, um, go down to Mexico to like do some charity work at this orphanage and just spend yeah. some time in Mexico, you know, as you do. Um, and Family Money by Chad Zunker. And while they're there, he and his father-in-law are at a marketplace and his father-in-law gets kidnapped. And they originally think it's like, you know, the cartel or some sort of gang. But he starts looking into it more and more and he realizes that his um, father-in-law was kind of leading a double life. Oh. So my notes, my notes on it, two out of five. It was too drawn out. And this is a short book. Yeah. Let me tell you how short this book is. This book, this book is 229 pages and I considered it drawn out. (laughs) Oh, I have. So I'm. This is the book that you chose for the Amazon original book, right? Yes. Okay. I have a similar experience with my book that I chose for that, and it was also short. So drawn out. I, my third point is main character is an idiot because he like every chapter he was like, "What could this mean?" And literally the piece of paper would be like, "He is part of the CIA." <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what this means take the fucking you at like some drive and take it home with you like what is wrong like why are you throwing what is going on and it was just like there are way too many simple things where he was like i needed to get into his house luckily i knew how to disarm their alarm because we shared the app together i'm like you don't i don't oh my god (laughs) um and then my third point is would not recommend nice nice yes that's funny um, you can go ahead. We'll just we'll flip flop and then because some of these well, will well at least the silent patient we can do together. Yeah, I'll go. I'll just go off of that. So the book that I read for that challenge, I had a hard time finding a book. Like everything I searched through, it didn't sound good. If it did sound good, it was like four ninety nine, and I was like, I'm not paying four ninety nine for a Kindle book. And if I wanted to get it at the library, they only had like the physical copy. They didn't have a Kindle copy. So the book I chose because it was short was called Like Me by Haley Phelan. It was 271 pages. And it's about this girl that's trying to become a popular model slash influencer on Instagram. At the moment when the book starts, she only has like roughly a thousand or so followers. And she has, she follows another model that has like in the hundreds of thousands. And so she starts to try to like emulate her, like goes where she goes. Cause they both live in the same city, like tries to do similar posts like her, um, finds ways to like run into her at places. Um, and then one day this model goes missing. Um, and that model was dating a famous photographer well, that famous photographer now wants to photograph this girl and she becomes very popular and now her followers are rising and the Instagram of that girl, the famous model, um, is no longer active. Like nobody knows who she's talking about. Like this, it's almost like this girl didn't exist and you start to see like 
the main girl, like you start to see her unraveling and going crazy and trying to figure out. And then she's like, I forgot what that girl looks like, but I remember her name and nobody seems to know where she's at. And it's, it was so chaotic. It was such a mess. It was, there was no chapters. It was literally two parts with no breaks. Like the second part was on page 100. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I, I, there was, there was nothing in this book. Like, I was just like, what is going on? And then like, even the ending was like unsatisfying. Like, I was just like, what did I just read? I liked the, the way she portrayed like how influencers are. I think that's how people are that are trying to become Mm -hmm. these influencers on Instagram and getting all these followers. I do think that she did portray that accurately because to the point I could not stand the main character I was like you're insane you all you care about is your follows and your likes and all of these things and so she she became like very unlikable but I was like those are also the kind of people I can't stand to begin with yeah so I don't know I I mean that might be just how the author was trying to portray her anyways like this is real life um but it was the most chaotic book I've ever read I was just like I I I literally would read a few pages every day just to get my daily read, like, days on Kindle. Like, I could not wait to finish it. And I was just so mad because I, again, like, that challenge, there was just no good books that I wanted to read or found interesting. Um, So, yeah, that book, I also would not recommend. The cover, though, looks really cool, but other than that, that was... (sighs) Not my favorite. (laughs) Wow, we were uh, batting a thousand starting off, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, that was... uh, I feel like I did not have a good reading break. Like, during our time off, I felt like I didn't read, like, the best books. Yes, like, I got through them. Like, some of them I was like, oh, this was cute, this was good, but... There was no, like, the only five-star I gave was Where the Crawdads Sing, and that's because it was a reread that I had already given five stars. You already knew, yeah. And it was still five stars. I feel like mine started off pretty strong. Well, mine is that one. Started (laughs) off pretty strong and then just kind of slowly dipped. And I don't know. I I think part of it is, like, I'm taking a slight break because I have, like, five days where I can go without reading yeah. and still get the, like, the goal reader. The 75, <laughs> yeah, the 75 days. I think I, I think I have nine days I can play around with. So I'm going to do that or just do, like, a little bit at a time to kind of reset my brain for it. But yeah, And there was a book that, uh, towards the end, that I was very disappointed in because um, I like that author a lot. But um, we'll get to that. <sighs> All right, well, my second book. I read two John Krakauer books. And the first one I read was Under the Banner of Heaven, okay. which I gave a four out of five. And uh, you plan on reading this one, right? Yeah, I. OK, the the Under the Banner of Heaven. Yes. Yeah, I would like to. I mean, it's probably going to be. I don't know yeah. that it'll be this year. No, that's fine. I just yeah. I have some. Uh, so uh, just then I won't go into a lot of details, but oh, I mean, yeah, it's no just worries. so. I was so angry by the end of it. Not not because not because of the way it was written, like yeah. you know, the anger at the family money was different yeah. <laughs> this anger, but like <laughs> angry at how many people could have prevented this these murders. 
and just didn't do it. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, oh, what? <laughs> like, I truly, I was like, surely someone at some point would have been like, hey, maybe, maybe you shouldn't, or maybe like, <laughs> let's help them out. No, nothing no. like that. So, you know, uh, I think she was 15 months old. So 15 months old and her mother were slaughtered. Like, congratulations. I hope you feel good for yourself. You, that's like the very first chapter. That's not like, yeah, okay. you know, no, 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 it's no. the whole premise of the story. <laughs> well, and it's based on a true story, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, so I, this I feel was, like these, these type of stories you can, there's no spoiler alerts. No. Um, and then this book was published just a few years before all that Warren Jeff stuff broke. Remember where they like raided that compound and he had like like 20 wives and 19 of them were all under the age of 16, like st- something like that. And yeah. so at the very end, he, John Cracker, makes a mention of they need to pick a new leader. And the one who was picked was Warren Jeffs, but he's not well liked among the people. Mm-hmm. So it would be a completely different book had he had, like, two, three more years to kind of do some research. And then, oh, why don't people like Warren Jeffs? Because he's an, a pedophile. Like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. He wasn't right. well, like, he wasn't well liked. And as what came out afterwards, it's, you know, he was just as terrible. Um, mm-hmm. My only criticism was it got a little heavy on some of the random people in history. Yeah. Like, I under I understood why some of that history of, like, Mormonism and the split between the fundamentalists and the current group, like why that needed to be in there. Cause I think it gave some good context. Yeah. But man, it got heavy at some, like just so like just a slog where at one point it was like, this person's related to this person who yeah. ran and told the settlers this, and that's his son. And I'm like, that was unnecessary for me to have in there. Like that is unnecessary I, information. I sometimes feel that way when, when we are reading books based off of true stories and stuff like, when they try to introduce like so many characters to get to a story. And I'm like, I'm not going to remember this person that you mentioned on chapter or chapter one. And then 10 chapters later, you're going to bring up this name again. Like if it's not a main character that had a huge plot into all of this, like I'm not going to remember that. And I almost, I mean, some of it, like I know the point I was trying to make was, like, all of these people can trace their history back to this founding group, right? Mm-hmm. And so, to me, I'm like, I, after you tell me that one or two times, I get it. Like, I understand how this group is. Yeah. Um, I could have used a family tree for some of the wildness of polygamy. Because there was, there's one line, I had to read it multiple times, where this woman, this girl's father married this woman so that was her stepmother okay and then the girl essentially essentially married was betrothed to her stepmother's father (laughs) and her stepmother was like also maybe her aunt somehow so did she become so the stepmother she, of her stepmother? She was she was a step grandmother to her stepmother, and then somewhere in that oh, and then somewhere in that mix too, like was 
was somebody's grandma. I it was I had to read the sentence like four times and I still don't know <laughs> what really happens. Uh, so like a funny. family tree of some of that could have been good showing like yeah. just to show you how chaotic yeah, that's it really how, yeah, was. Like some sort of diagram would have been helpful, right? But uh, man. Oh, that's funny. That's super funny. Uh that's how I felt. Like I just I always feel like that. With... Oh, that's what the sorry, that's what the sentence was sentence was. She was now the stepmother to her own stepmother, thus making herself her step grandmother. <laughs> I was just like uh, She was her own step She was her own step grandmother. <laughs> She's like, I don't, I don't know what to take of this. <laughs> I feel like it's like, you know, that scene from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Charlie, where he has like, Charlie and the conspiracy yes, board. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's how you are reading that's something. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. That's how I feel reading. Yeah. Just sometimes with like books like that, when there's so much history and so much background, like the author tries to get it all in, but I'm like, sometimes it's not necessary to get it all in if it's not gonna help drive the plot and get to the point of what the story is yeah um, um I, yeah i just i do recommend reading this on kindle rather than in physical form because there are a ton of footnotes and a ton of like extra information in the back and instead of like flipping back and forth mm -hmm. with kindle it'll have the little star the footnote and you could just click it it'll take you like immediately to it and then you click it again, and it'll shoot you back to your page. Oh, nice. So it's a lot easier to alternate back and forth. Oh, that's really cool. Because sometimes I just skip the footnotes because I'm like, I don't. I always I'm not skip. flipping back and forth. I always skip footnotes. If I'm it terrible. was going to be vital to what you're trying to tell me, yeah, sure, but it's a footnote, so. <laughs> that's funny. That is super funny. Um. So right when we ended our season one I I believe I was reading reminders of him mm -hmm. by Colleen Hoover I don't know how far I was into it but I did finish it um I gave it four stars um I think I think I liked Verity better um even though if you look at my Goodreads I gave Verity three stars so I might need to like re <laughs> redo it um but also I found out that Colleen Hoover is coming out with a hardback of Verity that has an extra chapter in it. Ooh. Yes. Yes. So I'm kind of excited. Um, with reminders of him, it's about a woman that spent five years in jail for, um, killing. And I say killing like manslaughter, not murder. Mm -hmm. um, her boyfriend at the time, um, it was a drunk driving incident and, um, she was the one driving and it ended up killing him. Um, she was actually pregnant at the time when it happened. So she had a daughter in prison. The daughter went, um, to live with his parents. She gets out of jail and it's now about trying to meet her daughter and obviously, these are the parents of the son that she killed. Yeah. So they hate her. They don't want anything to do with her. Um, 
And in doing so, she also meets um, his best friend. And they kind of start something. And he's angry at her, but then he realizes, like, maybe she should be a part of her daughter's life. And, like, so he's he's in between because he's he actually is in her daughter's life because he's he was the son's best friend. So he's always hanging out with the daughter. He's, like, the coach of her softball team, all of these things. So he's in between because he's on the parent side of, like, you killed their son, but he's also getting to know her and realizing mm-hmm. maybe she does need she does need to see her daughter and she should have a chance. And um, and throughout the book, too, like she's also writing letters to her boyfriend. Obviously, he won't read them, but it's just her way of like getting feelings out and stuff. And you find out what really did happen that night and how, like stuff like that. It was really good. It was really emotional and stuff. The only thing, my only complaint with it is, like, you felt all this hatred and stuff with, like, the parents. And then, like, I felt like at the end, everything happened so quickly to have, like, this, like, perfect ending kind of thing. And that yeah. was the only thing is I think I think I would have, like, liked to see more of that struggle at the end and not just a, like, let's wrap it up in a nice bow kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. So she was, was she like, it was her boyfriend or her fiance that she killed? I think they, I don't know if they were engaged, but it was definitely her boyfriend. They were in the she, car together. She was pr- pregnant. She, had she never met his best friend before this? She was supposed to, and something happened and she was not able to. Um, they had not, they, they had not been dating like for a super long time. It wasn't, like, years and years and stuff. Okay, I was like, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, but she knew his name, so when he said his name, she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they were supposed to meet at one point. I want to say they had only been dating maybe a year or less. I forget how much, but, yeah. And she, I think she had only met his parents once and didn't hmm. make, like, a good first impression and stuff. Yeah. they were like you gonna kill our kid yeah so but yeah that was so that one was it was all right it was i mean colleen hoover you know she's pretty popular right now and her books are pretty fast-paced um i will say she's really good about when characters have like that sexual tension mm-hmm. like she's really good about like writing that like you feel that like you know that there this is these are the two people that are gonna be important throughout the whole book and have like this connection like you feel their connection the way she writes her books because she also did that with Verity really well interesting yeah I'm probably gonna look up the Wikipedia and spoil that for myself yeah I mean because I don't like super sappy no. Oh, yeah, I don't think I would. Re- I think I would recommend Verity to you over Reminders. I have heard Verity is a little crazy. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, that one's insane. Like, they're very, both very different books. Very different. So I didn't know what I was getting with Reminders of Him at all. But, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Oh. Oh, we already talked about that. My next one was The Lost Village by Camilla Sten. And I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. Um, so basically, sorry, I, my note on this made no sense. Um, so there is this flashback and forth between like the 1950s and present day. Mm-hmm. And it's set in this like really small um, like mining town in Sweden where one day the local police get and it's like very isolated like if you get there by train there's one train in and one train out and so it's very like a lot of people didn't have cars because they could walk everywhere. it's just this very small isolated village and one day police get a call uh, like a distress call and they roll up and the village is completely deserted like they're like it looks recent like they're still like children's toys outside, you know, laundry hanging up from the on the line, mm. with the exception of one girl who was tied to a pole in the middle of like the village center, who's been stoned to death. Oh no! And then, so it becomes this like big. Oh, and that was the other thing too. They're standing there looking at this woman who's dead, and then all of a sudden they hear a baby crying. Oh no! Um. So then it flashes to present day and there was a woman who's trying to do like a documentary about this place to figure out what happened because her, her grandmother used to live there and had moved out of the city or out of the town to move to the city where she got married, had her kids. Mm -hmm. And so her grandmother talked about writing letters back and forth to her sister And she's trying to discern from the letters, uh, like, what happened, trying to figure, like, get clues and stuff. Um, And then she's also wondering, you know, who was this, who was this baby, etc. So she goes there with a group to do this documentary. And while they're there, things start, like, kind of getting a little out of control. And, you know, there's rumors that this place is haunted. And then they start, like seeing like they start seeing things seeing people mm-hmm. things start moving um i i really liked it i i think this was the one i texted you and was like this might be a freezer book because <laughs> it was really <laughs> oh, freaking this is me. the one this is the it freezer was, book okay it was really freaking me out <laughs> and there are like two two-ish twists two to three mm-hmm. twists i'll say yeah. i i could not figure out either of them Oh, nice. Or any of them. So, like, slowly I start to pick up the woman who was stoned in the middle. Like, this this new preacher comes in, and he starts slowly, like, it's clear that he's developed, a mm-hmm. like, a spell over this town. And it, it's becoming this cult where he's saying, you know, like, I'm, I'm God. You need to follow me wherever I go. Um, the girl that you find out who was stoned to death in the middle she's very clearly like mentally delayed needs a lot of help um and it's one of the big twists is like that baby is hers because mm-hmm. the preacher was raping her oh lovely and um the like they managed to there's there's like three people in there who are 
who have not fallen under his spell and they managed to like hide the baby, do all that, keep the baby safe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then you, like, it just reveals more and more and more and you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah, I didn't, the only twist I figured out was I was like, that's her baby. Yeah. And it's like the preacher is raping her. Um, But yeah, the ending, I was just like, Oh God. Oh God. Oh my God. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I have, like I said, The Lost Village by Camilla Sten. I gave it three and a half out of five. And I have her newest book on hold already. So. Well, if we know it's a freezer book for you, then it's a no from me. <laughs> and I will, like, I will. I will spoil this part. Um, it's not supernatural. Like, the twists and stuff turns yeah. out to just be people being crazy. Yeah. And so that. So the beginning where it's that that unsure of like, is it haunted? Is this other girl possessed? Like what's, (laughs) what's happening? Like that was the freezer part. And then towards the end, once you kind of figure out what's happening. So, I mean, that's sometimes scarier than the supernatural, right? (laughs) Like when it's uh, bad people. That's funny. So, uh, the other one, obviously I read Where the Crawdads Sing. I have, I still have not seen the movie, so, but I, that was the whole reason of me, uh, rereading, rereading it is so I can watch the movie, um, but I have not seen it yet. I still want to, I don't know if it's, hopefully it's streaming now, because I, I don't want to go to a theater. Um, <laughs> you don't want to get your popcorn? <laughs> um, my, my $20 popcorn. Um, it's still so good. It still had the same, like, emotions that I felt like, I don't know, I just, I really enjoyed it again. It was, it's very well written, and if anybody hasn't read it, I do highly recommend it. It is a really good book. And I'm glad that I reread it. Nice. Yeah. So that one, that's an easy one. I think we've talked about that one. I feel like multiple times since we've all, since both of us have read it. I think so too. I don't remember. This is ex- this is gonna be episode sixty-two. <laughs> like I don't. Know. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, the next book I read was The Silent Patient, oh, which yeah. you have read. I did. So I gave it a three and a half out of five. I went back and forth between three and three and a half. Yeah, um, I think I gave it like a, I think mine was between three and a half and a four, so. Um, I really enjoyed all the like Greek mythology references. Yeah. Because I got a little nosy and looked at like you know the name of her painting and was like googling that oh, story yeah, me too. yeah totally did too. i was like i'm not gonna wait for this to be explained um and i did figure i figured it out i just wasn't sure how it happened yeah like i think like to me it's pretty obvious that like this guy probably has something to do with it mm-hmm. like he's trying to get a job there something is up but i think like the reason that it took like is how it's written is you're going into 
the past, but you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Like when when you're in his point of view, when he's at home talking about his like current girlfriend or wife or whatever, and like leaving work and stuff, like all of those things seem like the present until you're getting to that very end part, and you're like, oh, this is what's happening. And see, I caught I caught that part maybe about a quarter of the way in because I realized that they never state where where like what work he's coming from, like what yeah. hospital. Yeah. And it's just and I think if maybe maybe this is wrong and I just felt that way in the book, but it always felt like, you know, oh, it was a rainy summer in present day, but when he was walking outside, he was like only wearing tennis like he wasn't dressed for like mm. rainy cold weather um so like that that part I was like that's gotta be like that's who she's cheating with and he like he is the one that she's afraid of because mm-hmm. I think it threw you off in the beginning too with the security guard when he was like basically like I stalked a woman once and so yeah. I feel like oh is it oh, see, no it's too and obvious I, and I don't think I think I don't think I ever thought it was like security guard or anything. I don't think I ever like had like a set like this is like there's obviously a reason why this person wants to work here. Like he says it's to help her whatever. Um I think what they like to do is throw you off by having like the the one doctor that already knew her as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That worked there, like stuff like that. Like they kind of always throw in those little sprinkles to kind of throw you off the main trail of that it's so and so or whatever. And to me, that other doctor, because it's very clear that the main narrator is like very unreliable. You can't really trust any of his mm-hmm. words, especially when it's other people who seem to be working against him. Yeah. And so I kind of. I kind of took it as like this other doctor isn't being like he's not being out of line. He's making yeah. reasonable suggestions. Yeah. And this guy just doesn't like him because it's working against his plan. Yeah, his plan to what his whole plan is the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was a good book. I I'm still interested in reading The Maidens by him. Maybe I'll let you read that because I'm I'm kind of iffy. Like, now that we're talking about it, maybe I'm closer to a three <laughs> than a three and a half. But I'm kind of iffy on if I want to... But, I mean, to me, they're both very different. Yeah. So. Like, because I think, I think The Maidens is more a dark academia type. I just don't know if I like his style of writing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to let you read it. <laughs> it won't be in time soon, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 8,000th in line. Yeah, no. It's it's at the bottom of my list. Uh, but yeah. No, I thought it was I mean, that book got so much hype. It did. But it was but it was so polarizing because people either loved it or they hated it because it seemed like if you guessed the like twist, then it wasn't enjoyable. If you didn't guess the twist, then you were like shocked and you were like, This was the best thing ever. And it seems like you and I were both like just in the middle, even though you kind of had a better idea of what the twist was than me, like, we still kind of, like, went into the middle. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And, like, 
I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sounds about right. And, like, if I reread it, I wonder if those things would stick out to me now um, with, and be like, oh, hello, that was the most obvious thing right there, that kind of thing, but. I did read one review. The person didn't like it. But they obviously didn't understand the clues that were given the book. So it's kind of different from everybody who guessed it and didn't like it because this mm. person, I remember one or two or something like that, but they were, they were like, the twist makes no sense. At no point do they tell you who the stalker is, like who the man outside her house is, <laughs> they why do. he's there, how he knows that his girl, like there's no connections. And I was like, I don't think you and I read the same book, sir. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I was like, okay. Yeah. Some people just, like, get so angry writing reviews. I'm like, who hurt you? Yeah. And I I also think, too, like, the authors are going to read these. I'm just like, sometimes I feel really bad. Yeah, the last book I read, man, there was one review that just, that guy went off. (laughs) Yeah. I just think some people just do it to, like, hurt people. I don't know. Yeah. I find that very... Um, but yeah, so for the other book in the Kindle Challenge, it was um, called Around the Campfire, and that was by reading a summer reading Kindle book. And this was the one where I went on the rant because every book that they had on their list was like $14.99. They were all new releases. And that's when I put a bunch of them on hold and at the library and it was going to take forever. Um, but the book that I ended up reading for it was a flicker in the dark by Stacy Willingham. Um, what this is about is a woman Um, 20 years before, her dad goes to jail for um, six missing girls. They never find their bodies, but they find, um, it's actually the daughter that finds, like, a belly button ring of one of the girls in her dad's closet, and she turns that into the police. Oh. Um, And so they find some of the trinkets of these six missing girls, and that's how... um, he ends up in prison. We're now 20 years later. Um, and she's engaged to somebody. And she also has a brother. And she is a psychologist. So she's helping girls. And one of those girls goes missing. And then other girls start going missing. So it's almost like history's repeating itself. But her dad's in prison. Um, and then she like starts talking to a reporter because he's like, it's been 20 years. It seems like this is a copycat. Um, I would like to interview you, talk to you about your family. And then her mom is actually like in a home because she attempted suicide back when all this happened. And now she has to be taken care of. She can no longer speak and stuff. Um, So there's all of these things happening and Again, it's kind of like the silent silent patient of, at some point, you think every character is now the killer. 
the new killer. Like, um, at one point I was like, okay, this has got to be it. But I'm like, no, I feel like they're forcing that one too much. I don't think it's that one. It's going to be somebody that you don't expect. And I will say, like, I was, like, genuinely, I was like, oh, oh, damn. Like, just, there was, like, one final, like, little twist at the end that I was like, okay, I see what you did. That one was very popular. I put that one on hold Yeah. for that, that one, and I still had it on hold, and then I finished Family Money, and I looked down, and it had counted for that one. Oh, funny. And I was like, oh. And Flicker in the Dark, I was like, you know, 20th in line. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to skip that. Yeah. I mean, it was fast paced. It was a good thriller, uh, murder mystery. I enjoyed it. I think, I mean, I still am again around that three and a half, three star kind of thing, just because like it didn't completely blow my mind. But I don't know that thrillers will ever blow my mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's hard. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was, it was good. I. I thought it was a good little summer quick read, and it gave me my other challenge. And I enjoyed it more than that Like Me book, so. Nice. <laughs> All for it. <laughs> All for that. That sounds, that kind of reminds me of, I read We Were All the Same in the Dark by Julia Haberlin. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Um, and she's got another book called Black Eyed Seasons, where it's a girl escaped from a serial killer they put him, they catch him, they put him in jail. He's been in mm-hmm. prison for X amount of years. And his signature was wherever he would bury one of his victims or lay one of his victims, black-eyed Susans were also there, the flower. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up one morning and somebody had planted black-eyed Susans outside her window. Oh, no. So then she's trying to figure out, like, you know, was it the right guy? Is it the wrong guy? You know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure yeah, out. Yeah, right. So. I remember you talking about um, that author. Well, it's very interesting because it's all set in Texas. Yeah, because this is the one that you, the other book is the one that you did the audio for, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I remember this now. I I, I liked it. Like, I would give Paper Ghosts, I think, was the other one. I don't know, she's got a a few. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. But, um, but yeah, that sounds, that reminds me of that, so. Well, um coincidentally well I kind of read these at the same time so I'll go to the other one because it mm-hmm. kind of matches up I read Just Like Home by Sarah Gailey Gailey mm-hmm. I gave that one three and a half out of five very similarly this girl finds out that her father is a serial killer he gets arrested put in prison um, essentially her mother after that kind of disowns her it's mm-hmm. not really explained what or why she did at the beginning. She grew up as soon as she turned, like, graduated high school. Her mother kicked her out of the house. She's gone. And 15-ish years go by, and she gets a call from her mother saying, hey, I'm dying. You need to come home. So she moves back home for the first time in however long. And the house has become kind of, a, become a, like, a spectacle because her father had built this entire house by hand. Mm-hmm. It was a big act of love from him, including the basement where he would kidnap young men, bring them down there, 
torture them, kill them. Like, that's where it was. And mm-hmm. you slowly go through and you figure out how she figured out this was going on. Um, what happened what happened that made him get caught and taken away kind of like what like what broke down with her mother and then there's the ending which I did not see coming (laughs) at all (laughs) um yeah like my overall is like a bunch of people agreed like there's a lot of filler in the beginning so some of that could be cut Mm-hmm. Um, it was again surprised by the ending. Like, there's a literal monster under the bed <laughs> who's a good monster. <laughs> it's it very, I had to reread that chapter because I was like, no, this isn't real. Um, the main character is kind of irritating, yeah. Um, but there was a there was a twist in the middle that I did not see coming either. So, I, I enjoyed it three and a half out of five. I think I feel like for you, I feel like if you don't if you don't see the twist coming, like that's a good book. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'll I don't find I don't think you'll ever be reading this. So yeah, but like what happened was her mother in order like doesn't work, and so in order to make money, she basically turns this house into a museum. Mm-hmm. So people who you know, true crime obsessed yeah. come down and they can tour the basement and there's still like some blood stains on the floor that they've like put like clear flooring over so you can see. And then she also invites various artists to come live in the back shed so they can make art, do something like that about it. Um it's really kind of like that side of it's very gross mm-hmm. and her mother is just like this horrible horrible person but she's got moments where she's very kind and tender to her yeah. daughter and so you're trying to figure that out um so the the i don't foresee you reading this because this did have some <laughs> scary parts and again there's a literal monster at the bottom like an end of you know yeah so the middle twist because it again it cuts I read a lot of these books. It cuts back in time to when she was younger and present day where she's older. And it cuts back to when she's like 13-ish. And her dad had told, like, she knows at this point, like, there's a little peephole under her bed because it used to be her dad's office. And so she can sit there and look down and she can see what her dad's doing. And he had originally put that peephole in so he could look down while he had these guys like trapped down there That's so, weird. so she can look down and see what he's doing and so one day they go fishing and she doesn't tell him outright that she knows but he comes up with this thing saying like you know girls and women are sweet and you need to watch out for men because boys are nice but once they become men then they have the poison inside them and it's important that we get the poison out so essentially what her dad is doing is trying to get the poison out of these men. And but he like guts them. Like it's Oh, okay. Yeah. So her best friend is a boy and one day he leans over and kisses her. And she takes that as he has the poison in him. <laughs> so she tricks him into going down into the basement and basically does what she sees her dad's do. Like I got to get the poison out of you cuz I want you oh, to be my friend. God. Then she realizes there's no poison. You're just bleeding out. And so she goes and gets her dad and 
here's her mom and her dad basic like her mom is like you just throw them in the backfield like get rid of them yeah like, we can't have this trouble in our house and her dad surprisingly is very much so like he's a boy I'm taking him to the hospital yeah. and he takes the fall for what she did mm-hmm. and confesses to all the other murders then you find out the, the literal monster under the bed is the house like the love their dad poured into this house is now this creature essentially that has been protecting and loving the girl from like her mother because you find out that her mother was actually the one telling her husband like these men are bad you got to get them like she was the one feeding him these things and basically convinced him to murder these people and anytime the mom was being nice to her, it was because the house monster had sl- like literally slipped inside her <laughs> to say these things to her. Like there's a scene in a flashback where after her friend kissed her, she tries to run and she like trips and stumbles, scrapes her knee up mm-hmm. and she goes into the house and her mom is tending to her wounds. And she asks what happened, and she's like, oh, he kissed me, and it freaked me out, and I ran away. And the mom looks at her, and she says, you cannot tell your father. And so you're thinking later on, it's because she knows what he's doing, and he's mm-hmm. going to try to hurt him. No, it was the house saying, do not let your friend get murdered. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was so oh. weird. I liked it. <laughs> but it was just not what I thought it was going to be. (laughs) Like, I literally just thought it was going to be this girl moves back into her home and it might be haunted. Yeah. Because of what her father did. So, um, yeah, no, that was, it was a wild ride. (laughs) That sounds, that sounds just like a lot. There was a lot going on. Yeah, because then there's also the, there was like, you know, like a true crime, like a journalist wrote this true crime book about the whole thing. And it was kind of salacious and had like really like he came to interview her under the guise of like, I'm just helping you out. I'm your friend. And then like wrote it on the book and kind of misquoted her and made things seem worse than they were. And now his son is the new artist living in the shed and he turns out, like, he has tricked the mom into signing the house over to him when she dies. I don't know. Like, that part was a little weird to me. I didn't really <laughs> like That's that part. Funny. But, so, yeah. But, yeah, that was a wild book. Man. Um, That's funny. I... Going away from the thriller book, I finally read Beach Read by Emily Henry. Um, Super popular book right now. I think she, or super popular author, I will say. Like, all her books are pretty popular right now. Um, But it's about two authors. One, he he is a, like, literary fiction author. She's a romance um, author. And um, she goes to this lake house in Michigan you find out why she's going there um and her next door neighbor is her like what she feels is her graduate school like enemy and he's the literary fiction author um but he's her next door neighbor 
and they at first like they don't really like each other but they realize they're both in like riding slumps so they decide to like make it a little competition and he has to write like a romance style book and she has to just write like a literary fiction book and in doing so they both have to take each other like on like these so-called dates to show like how they research their type of books so for her since he's trying to write romance she has to take him on like cute little fun dates and stuff like where people would fall in love you know like that you'd read in a book and then like him like the book that he was researching dealt with a cult so he's going to interview people that were related to family members of this cult (laughs) so she's like okay um and she also kind of has like a family secret that she just like found out about so she kind of relates that to the book that she starts writing um obviously this is a romance book so eventually you know they're probably gonna fall in love and all of those fun things blah 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 (laughs) i think with me i i think there was so much hype around this book that i didn't enjoy it as much if i i think i had just picked it up randomly kind of thing Um, but I don't know that I'm also into, like, lovey-dovey romance books either. Yeah. So, I don't know. I heard her book lover's book is really good. Um, and we, I also have the one, like, the people you meet on vacation. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't give this one a rating because I was, like, just struggling, like, between a three and a four. And, like, I was just, like... I liked it. It was cute. It was funny. It had some serious moments. Um, but at the same time, I was like, did I only read it because it's so popular? Yeah. <laughs> like, because there was so much hype. People, like, you see it everywhere. You see her everywhere. Um, so, I don't know. Like, it was good. It was a cute summer read. Um, but, yeah, that was, I think I was more disappointed in it than I was, like, thinking like oh this is such a good book which is unfortunate i guess but it had some cute like interesting like little little tidbit little moment and i mean you know that they're gonna get together it's a freaking romance book yeah so you know the ending's gonna be it is what it is or whatever there's no like crazy twist or anything so but yeah i read that nice My other one was The Watchers by A.M. Shine. And this was the one where I had posted the picture. And then you tagged the author and he's like, hope you liked it. I was like, I haven't started it yet. (laughs) (laughs) But it was it was short. Um, I think it was. One of like the free like Kindle Unlimited books, Mm -hmm. but I can't remember. But basically there's it's like in Ireland about like Irish folklore and it's always fun again like especially as somebody who likes horror like there's only so many you know American haunted houses bootleggers where you know had a secret basement or something like that you can read and so it's kind of nice branching out to learn about other cultures yeah what they find scary um but there's this this wooded area and 
as you approach it and you get into the area, suddenly like your car doesn't work. None of your technology works anymore. Um, so a lot of people option to, we'll just, you know, the woods shouldn't be that big. We're just going to walk in, we'll get something real quick, and then we'll get some some help. Um, well, you end up trapped there because mm-hmm. there are these creatures that come out at night who will tear you apart if you're not somewhere safe. And the main character, she's supposed to be transporting this, like, parrot to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So she's got this parrot with her in a cage. And she's walking, and then she comes across this house. And there's a woman standing there at the door and she's like, you better run because as soon as like this other light turns on to show us that it's dark, I'm shutting this door and you're, you're shit out of luck. So she gets in there and she starts, there's the woman, there's like a 19 year old boy and there's another woman there who at the very beginning, they kind of recap like how she got there and her husband went out to go find help and he ended up not making it back. Um, And so it really goes into this, how, like, during the day, they're trying to figure out how to get out, forage for food, because it's obvious that animals don't like being there because they know what's happening. Um, And then they figure out, and, like, at night, even though they're, like, safe in this thing, they can hear these things, like, pounding and screaming at the door and the window trying to get in. Um, Well, it turns out to be these, like, they're fairies, essentially, but they're not, like, cute little Tinkerbell. Like, a lot of the folklore fairies, they're they're mean, they're vicious, they'll hurt you. Like, they're not, like, what we normally think is, like, cute yeah. fairies. Um, the book was a little too slow for me. They didn't eat the bird, which I was glad about. Um, Always good. And I was able to catch the first twist, but I did not see the ending coming at all. So the first okay. twist is they can't figure out why the woman who's helping them is like so strict and all these like all these rules that she's having them follow. She's kind okay. of like impossibly tall. She always keeps this shawl around her. At one point, they find this bunker and they go down into it. And she had said her backstory was she came out there because she had read a bunch of like historical notes about this area of the woods and she wanted to come see if it was real. Mm-hmm. They find this bunker, they go down, there's, and it's like stocked. There's a bed. It's obvious somebody planned to come there. Um, and there's a video of the, re- the researcher, this man. And he was like, I came here. I set up cameras. They destroyed the cameras. Um, they're like a, like, I can't, basically, he's like, I came here to find my wife. And if you're here and you manage to escape, there's a canoe down by this river. You got to go there fast. Um, go back and you got to destroy all of my notes and my wife's notes on this place. And then you see a picture of his wife and it's the woman there in the, the house. Yeah. Um, so then they managed to escape. That was probably the most like... <laughs> part of the book (laughs) so I had guessed I was like that woman is not who she says she is I think she's one of the creatures who has managed to like adapt to being human and being around Mm -hmm. humans being in the light I was correct about that what I was not correct about at the end was because they can they can shapeshift to look like anybody Mm -hmm. um at the end 
the girl with the parrot runs into her again and she looks like somebody different at this point. And she was like, hey, I just want to warn you that there are more of them out there that are like me and can walk among the daylight and they are not as nice as I am. So you need to watch out. <laughs> and then the book just ends. Oh. Yeah. So that was another one I went back and forth between three and three and a half. I ended up, I think, doing three and a half just because I did. I did enjoy like not catching the last twist and yeah, you know, it was nice to read about something a little bit different that wasn't just like ghosts. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so the final book that I read, which completed my summer TBR, I will say my summer TBR is done. Um, was the storied life of AJ Fickery by Gabrielle Zevin. Um. If you read, like, the synopsis of this book, turns out it doesn't really give you anything of what this book is actually about. Like, it just is like, um, AJ's life is not what it expected it to be. His wife has died. His bookstore is experiencing the worst sales in history. And then he has this rare collection of Poe poems that's been stolen. Um... And then it says, like, a mysterious package appears at his bookstore, um, and that kind of, like, changes everything. But you don't know what any of that, like, you don't know what that is. Well, you, you find out when you read the book. But <laughs> I had, like, I was like, oh, like, I had no idea that this, this is what this book was about. Um, it was really cute. Um, it was super short, easy to read. I really enjoyed it. Um, it had some like emotional moments and stuff. Um, there's a lot of characters in there that, and yeah, I just, it was a very different book. It was, it's, it's almost like like the 24 hour bookstore, Mr. Penumbrans, like in that you just don't know what to expect from it. And you end up getting like a, Oh, okay. Like this is very cute and satisfying. And, but it had like really intense moments and, it's not just like a lighthearted book that I, I just assumed it was about a man <laughs> in his bookstore that his poems were stolen and he gets a mysterious package. And then when you realize what that mysterious package is, you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, and there's just like a few little, like, I don't want to say like twists, but like little things that it all comes back, like all of it like intertwines and you're like, oh, but yeah, I thought it was uh, really good. Um, again, it was a book I had never heard of, and my mom got it for me for Christmas, I think, last year. So, but if you read the synopsis, it doesn't give you anything. <laughs> oh. Either you're on mute or I'm on mute. I'm on mute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did not realize I had pressed that. Um. Like when they like the invisible life of Addie LaRue, uh -huh. where for whatever reason, like the storied life and the invisible life, I was like, oh, that's gotta be like vaguely similar. And then now that I'm thinking about it, like the storied life, it's about like a book, like a bookstore. <laughs> it's like that makes, yeah. sense. That makes more sense <laughs> yeah. than what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. So that um, completes my summer TBR. Yay! Um, those were all the books that I read during our little break. Um, I, I know we are, this is a long episode, so I figured anything that I am currently reading and stuff like that, I was like, we can save that for 
next week's episode because I know we are. This is a long one already. Yeah. Well, I got one, two, three, four more to discuss because okay. one of them is seven days in June, and I'm not gonna say anything okay. about that. So, um, the next one I read, I said I read two John Krakauer. This is the second, and mm-hmm. I read Missoula. I gave it another four out of five. I think I liked this one better than Under the Banner of Heaven. Okay. So this one has to do with really overall the the rape crisis across like colleges and universities in general. Um, But this one focuses on the University of Montana in Missoula. Uh, Very similarly, it was infuriating reading about the system failing these, like these women who had been, uh, it's, I'm gonna be. I try to try to be very careful with how I word the next couple of things because it's all rape, all sexual assault, like like all that is very traumatic. What surprised me was that some of the experiences that from women he interviewed, how like premeditated some of it was. Like, you always hear about the date rape of, like, we were at a party, mm-hmm. you know, I got too drunk, he was a little drunk, yeah. you know, woke up with... Oh, you're muted again. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, did you hear what I just said? Um, the last thing I heard, like, about the premeditated, they go to a party and... Yeah, so it's like, yeah, you know, normally you hear, like, date rape or acquaintance mm-hmm. rape is, like, they go to a party, you're yeah. hanging out, like... Not again, not to quote the judge in the Brock Turner case, because that was a whole nother mm-hmm. shit show. But like, like it's it's a horrifying decision, like in that moment. Yes, yes. Whereas there were some of these things where it's like, we went to go, like we knew some of the football players and we went to go hang out with them. And, you know, I... They were, like, forcing me to drink. I didn't realize how much I was drinking. Mm-hmm. And then they shoved, like, talking about how this girl's about to pass out. Like, she can tell something's not right. Mm-hmm. And she can hear them saying, like, oh, yeah, this is the best way to do it. So, like, the, the fact that they had been planning this. And then she's yeah. gang raped by these football players. Like, mm-hmm. that, to me, was so, like, like, the, I don't know. Like, you always hear about, like, oh, you know, date rape or acquaintance rape is much more, like, you can not expect it, but it's much more common Mm -hmm. than the person hiding in the bushes jumping out to get you. Yeah. Um, But, like, like, the fact that you had these people, like, these guys basically planning for this to happen, Mm -hmm. and, like, they were not the only ones, like, there were several others that they just, like, that he wrote about. Yeah. It's almost like they're they're essentially the same as those people hiding behind the bushes. Mm-hmm. Oh it's, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Um, so that wasn't like so wild. There were like, and I agree with some reviews where the end was mostly like court transcripts or transcribed from what was said from some of these court proceedings where these women were able to get prosecution mm-hmm. to happen because that was another big thing where this woman called Kirsten Paps. She was in the DA's office there and was always bragging about, I have a 99% conviction rate. I have a 90, but she wouldn't take any date rape or acquaintance rapes to, yeah. to uphold her conviction rate. Yeah. That's and ridiculous. So it, was, 
and she like like she's definitely one of those women who like wants to be one of the boys wants to be seen as like tough and stuff so she at one point there's this like the the school's disciplinary hearing where she had just refused to prosecute the student's case so she, like, the school ends up being like, all right, well, we're, we're going to still do our code of conduct um, procedures and stuff. Well, there, it's, he goes into the whole procedure. But essentially, this this woman, Kirsten Paps, who was just supposed to prosecute this and violated some of the laws, like, into, like deciding not to, mm-hmm. comes on this, like, goes there to essentially testify for the boy accused crazy it was wild this woman she left she joined a defense attorney firm so she was a defense attorney came back ran for da and won so she's now the da of missoula (laughs) that's ridiculous and i was looking up like articles about it afterwards and every single comment was like why the hell is this woman in office like Mm -hmm. she should not be here and a lot of it has to do with like it's a college town with not a lot to do. And so U of M yeah. football is what you do. And, you know, those guys can't do any wrong. Yeah. Um, man, it was. It was crazy. And. Oh, yeah. That's I realized right. that I had read a lot of books like that, like My Dark Vanessa and Zool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but um, I think, like I said, I would. Like Under the Banner of Heaven was was good and still relevant but i think missoula was much more like prevalent what's happening now oh i'm sure yeah for sure and one woman like her they also discussed how again like when i was saying you know like all rape all sexual assault is traumatic um they were talking about again you know like you sort of like you can not anticipate, but, like, that whole concept of, like, there's somebody in the bushes about to jump out and hurt you. So if you're walking alone, you're kind of, like, you know, ready for, like, preparing to run, preparing for that. But if it's somebody you know and somebody you trust, like, that adds a whole nother level of, like, violation. Oh, yeah. Because, and this girl talks about, like, this was, like... She was a, like she was raped by somebody that she's known since second grade, and she considered him a big brother. Like that's mm-hmm. how close they were. And she said, "Now that you've done this, I can't trust anybody because no. if I can't trust somebody who is my big brother, how can I trust anybody else?" Like, ew. yeah, it was wild. That's and it does a good job too of breaking down some of the the myths of like, um. You know, one boy was like, oh, I thought she liked it because she was moaning. And they were like, well, you know, moans and groans sound the same, right? Or, like, the body has an involuntary response to what's happening. So just because it may seem like they're enjoying it, they're actually telling you to get off. So it was, uh, I recommend it. Interesting. Yeah, those kind of books are, like you said, like, it's relevant because it still happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And they like, poof, man. I still can't. I cannot believe that she was like she was elected into that position. But like you said, like it's a small football town, and that's how they protect their football players, kind of thing. 
yeah, I, I just, I just, she was trying to say like, oh, John Krakauer, he, he misrepresented and he was like, no, 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 no. Like, here's you saying what you yeah. said. Like, here's the transcripts. I, if I, what I'm saying is a lie, then sue me. But you can't yeah. because I have proof that you said and did all this. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, all right. Um, my next book was The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. Okay. That one I bounced between a two and a half and a three. I think I might be done with her books. I may not give Sundown Motel a chance. Is this the, this is the second book you've read by her? Yes. Okay. Um, I guess the twist early on. So then it was just kind of like, oh my God, come on, hurry up. Yeah. Um, I feel like it explored the wrong stories. Again, I wanted to know much more about like the early, like, you know, again, because it's bouncing back and forth in time. I really wanted to know mm-hmm. more about the story in like the 70s and 80s. Um, not present day. The last chapter could do like it just could have been more. Mm-hmm. Like it, it focused on the wrong characters and the wrong stories. The last chapter could have been really, really good and wrapped it up, and it just kind of fell flat for me. So, yeah. and that's like really her second book that's done that for me. So I don't think. Yeah, that's she just may not be for me. Yeah. Interesting. <sighs> But yeah, that was another one where I, I think I went to go read something else and it was like, book of gold cases is ready. And I was like, no. <laughs> and yeah. you know, none of these you can, you can renew because you've got like 20 people behind you waiting. Yeah. So the next one was seven days in June. Like I said, and skip that. Um, okay. The second to last one is Nothing But Blackened Teeth by Cassandra Kaw. And I had seen this one recommended on a couple of if you like spooky stories, read this. Um, so this is about, there's a group of friends who go to this very old, essentially like house or mansion in Japan that was built back in early, early times. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember which dynasty it was. Um, because the one, there's, a couple there and they're engaged and she has always wanted to get married in a haunted house. And the main character is being told from her point of view. She's like, that's fucking weird. Anyways. (laughs) I agree. But she, so they start to delve into the history of the, like the house that they're in, the place that they're in. And legend has it that there was a, there was supposed to be a wedding and there was a bride there and her groom was killed on the way to the wedding and so she said I'm I, this is the love of my life I'm forever going to wait for him uh bury me alive in this house oh. and so I'll be part and I'll always be here waiting for him <laughs> waiting for him to come back to me <laughs> but then to keep that going it was like every year they had to bury another woman alive in the house to keep her spirit going to find to find be reunited with her true love and so the main character is doing the math and she's like that's like 300 women (laughs) crazy amount and this is this is the first time i have heard this theory because anytime you read a ghost story you're like why does this ghost like normally the ghost just like you're like why do you want to kill these other people 
Because mm-hmm. if you kill them and they become ghosts, then you're still hanging out with them. Like, they're still there. Yeah. And if all you want is for people to leave you alone, wouldn't just scaring them away be better? And in this book, somebody makes the point of ghosts want to kill other people because being dead is lonely and they want friends. Like, they oh. want other people there to keep <laughs> them company. And I was like, that is such a cool take on that. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was a bit muddled in the beginning. It was very short, so there was, like, no real character development, which yeah. is a spooky little story. Like, you don't necessarily yeah. need any. Um, I thought it was scary. And, again, it was similar to Watchers, where, you know, it's set in Japan, so you hear, the, like, the Japanese yokai, like, what they're... That, that part was the part that freaked me out the most, was Googling some of those late at night and seeing a picture and being like, yeah. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of funny. There was one character who was there for for comic relief because, as you can expect, the the girl who's there to get married is possessed by the bride. Like, <laughs> you know, oh surprise! But there's another guy there, and he looks at the main character, and he was just like, "Listen, this is getting out of control. We can just let's just get in the car and go. Like, we can, <laughs> we'll let the other three figure it out." Let's just go. And she's like, we can't leave our friends behind. And he goes, listen, I'm I'm Chinese. You're bisexual. We're going to be the first to go if this is a we're, horror movie. <laughs> like, no, we're the first the to go. It's There's always, like, the one smart person in a scary movie that's like, let's get the F out of here. And everybody's and like, was, no, we're good. Like, let's go win. In. Just the way. And then at another point, like, um, the, the, like the, the man who was going to get married as part of that couple. Yeah. He he's half Japanese, and so there's like, you know, like Japanese writing everywhere. And he's mm-hmm. like, "What does this mean? What does this say?" And the same the same Chinese, like the guy who's Chinese, he goes, "I don't know, man. I'm Chinese. You're the one who's half Japanese. Figure it out." <laughs> <laughs> so like he was he was a good, uh, like, comic relief in it, and yeah, I really liked that one. I gave it a three out of five. <laughs> and I think she's got a few other. Nice. Books, but okay, that's funny. Oh, you do like in books like that. You need like a little bit of comic relief because you're literally like your body is tense the whole time you're reading books like that. Yeah, like you're scared the whole time. Like you need some little like <laughs> that was funny kind of thing. You need a little bit of like just breathe. This is just a book. <laughs> like my body should not be this tense. My heart should not be pounding like this. Yeah, and at the end, the because the there's five people there, four of them make it out. So obviously, the main character, the comic relief, ends up making it out. Oh, nice, good for um, <laughs> Essentially, the groom and then the like the the couple makes it out too, mm-hmm. and the the bride waiting for her groom essentially. Um, a fight breaks out and the other man who was with them dies and the ghost bride comes out and she's just like, I found my true love. Thank you. <laughs> and so they, you, they bury him there at the house. They peace out essentially. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, it was crazy. Like he just, the house was busted. <laughs> he fell through the floor. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, yeah, especially because I can't remember exactly what they're called, but the whole concept of, like, 
burying a woman into like entombing them alive, burying them alive in a house. Like that has a specific name to it. And that was the one where I Googled and I was like, Oh hell no, I should not have Googled that. (laughs) But all right, my last one, and this one made me really sad. Oh no. Not the plot. Um, just because I expected more from this author. This is oh. The Pallbearers Club by Paul Tremblay. Mm-hmm. And he had also written A Head Full of Ghosts, which I really liked. Oh, you and gave us that one for dis- Christmas. Yeah, and then Disappearance at Devil's Rock. And what I really liked about him is he really drives that line between like what's real and what's not. Is it supernatural? Is it these other very like realistic explanations. Um, so for example, in Disappearance of Devil's Rock, this woman's son goes missing. She starts seeing like visions of him, like random things like that. And so it's like, is this really supernatural or is it just her grief and overdrive? Like, is she just, you know, head full of ghosts? Is this girl actually possessed or should she just have like an extreme untreated mental illness? And so in this one, right off the bat I was like oh this one's gonna be like are there vampires or not um there was no ambiguity the entire time of the book it was just like like the entire time I don't know there's the main character was insufferable again yeah and you don't you I don't think you watch what we do in the shadows uh uh-uh but if you did, I would consider him an energy vampire, which is he doesn't really suck blood. But if you're you, like everybody's been around that person where like the more they talk, the more you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is hor- like I got to leave. This guy's like making me so like tired and bored. Um, it was it was just such a letdown. It made me so sad because the entire time. You're reading this, you you're it's like a, a memoir him like retelling when he is like he feels like he met his vampire but she who is also there in real and other people see her and talk to her interact with her is giving notes back and forth and so anytime he's like yeah I felt so drained every time I was after like her and all this stuff and she was like no you were addicted to pills and alcohol like like you were just an addict and so there's no like ambiguity the entire time until the very last chapter. And you're like, that's it? Like, I could have used this throughout the entire book. That's what I like about your books. And I just found myself, like, reading to get done with it. Because I was... And then it was on... it w- Like, Libby wouldn't let me put it through to my Kindle. And so I had to read it through Libby. What? And it wasn't, like, how you get your Kindle where you can kind of scroll or anything like that. It was just yeah. pictures of the page. And I couldn't make the font bigger. And when I zoomed in to read it, it would I had to zoom back out to flip to the next page. Oh my gosh. So that made it worse. Um, I bounced back between a two and a half and a three. I'm very mm. sad about this book. This was the one where the the guy in one of the reviews, he's like, this book is shit. I hate this book. <laughs> it's horrible. Fuck this book. And oh then all God. the comments underneath were like, man, I didn't like it either. But like. You good, man? <laughs> Are you having a rough time? Goodness gracious. People get so angry. Yeah. It's mm, funny. But you definitely it. read I'm... a lot. You read a lot. Yeah, like I said, some of them were pretty short, so it was easy to... Yeah. Like, Nothing But Black and Teeth, I think, was only, like, 140 pages. Oh, nice. So. Yeah. 
I know I'm I already have like what I'm currently reading watching all of those things like ready to go for next week so I'm excited um but this was definitely just a let's get back into it um everything that we read over summer break which seems to be quite a bit um I do feel like everything we read though there was nothing like that like stood out for either of us yeah there was nothing that was just like oh my god this was it this was the one which worries me when we get to the end and we do like our bookmark awards (laughs) that's gonna be a hard one i've got a couple i think that stick out to me but there are a ton like i keep forgetting about the death of jane lawrence yeah, I have some like the more the beginning of ish of the year, first half of the year that I definitely but like I feel like right now I just have not read that it book. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I mean I have a ton that I would recommend for show. Yeah. Um, but I already have my fall TBR lined up, ready to go. So I'm assuming we'll probably do an episode at some point to go over that as well. But yeah, we just thought we were excited for season two. I'm excited for Reese's Book Club. Um, I hope it is not as disappointing or as like, what is that word? Like as long, like drags on like Oprah's Book Club did. Yeah. I hope it doesn't. Not to give too much away right now, but I don't think it will. And I feel like her books are all decently sized that she picks. Again, not to uh, (laughs) get too into it, but I found Seven Days in June to be a very good start. Yay! I know. Okay. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So... I'm excited. I'm excited for this season. I'm excited to see. I feel like there's going to be more of us being excited for the books that we're reading for Reese's book club, um, where I felt like we were just trying to get through Oprah's book club last year or last season. Um, It was rough. Yeah. I'm excited to be back recording. It was a nice long break. It felt weird not being like, hey, can you record today? (laughs) Um, We are actually recording on Labor Day, so I hope everybody had a good Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, Our Instagram is Reading with Celebs. Our Twitter is Reading W Celebs. I hope... Please go give us a like. I forgot all of that. (laughs) Please go give us a like, follow, subscribe, all those fun things. And we will see you next week. Happy reading. Bye, guys. Bye.